biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. What's up, everyone? You are listening to Locked On Now, local experts on the biggest stories throughout the NBA. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. On today's show, the NBA started off the week with a bang and plenty of big matchups for us to hear the inside scoop on. Our Locked On NBA hosts are in to do just that. Give you everything you need to know from last night in the association. Let's start with Monday's biggest game. The biggest game. The Bulls stayed unbeaten across the border in Toronto Monday night, but it wasn't due to a lack of trying from the Raptors. Locked on Bulls has the update on how Chicago just barely escaped with a win. Wow, that's one of those road games where you get that whole team on the plane and out of town as soon as possible. The Bulls just stole one. What's up, everybody? Matt Peck here with Locked on Bulls. Post-game takeaway, the Bulls beat the Raptors 111-108 is the final, and we were just a open look Fred Van Vliet 3 away from heading to OT in Toronto. The Bulls did everything they could to cough up this game late after being in control with a double-digit lead for most of the night. Bad turnovers from Vucevic and, and Lonzo Ball late in this game. But DeMar DeRozan hit enough clutch buckets late for the Bulls to hold on to that lead. For just his third time back to Toronto after being a franchise staple with the Raptors, DeMar DeRozan finishes the night with 26 points, 10 of 10, perfect from the free throw line, including two big free throws late and two huge ISO buckets late in this game as the Bulls struggled to hang on. But Van Vliet misses an open three for the tie. The Bulls escape Toronto and are now, for the first time since 1996, 4-0 to start an NBA regular season. For a full breakdown of this Bulls escape from Toronto, be sure to check out tomorrow's episode of Locked on Bulls with me and my guy, Big Dave. Locked on Bulls, your team, every day. Toronto's comeback came just short at home Monday after a sloppy start. The Raptors were down big in the second half before hitting a stride, and our Locked on Raptors has more. The Raptors nearly pull a Houdini job against the Chicago Bulls. I'm Sean Woodley here. After the Raptors lost 111-108 to the Bulls on Monday night at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. And this one had no business being this close. The Raptors trailed by as many as 20 points in the second half. But through some incredible defense where they really got their turnover game flowing, some unbelievably magical voodoo magic-like buckets from Fred Van Vliet down the stretch, and some, you know, ill-timed mistakes from the Bulls as well. The Raptors got this one to within one possession on the final play. It was not enough, but the real takeaway from here is not really about the result. It's about the quality of the game. The Raptors and Bulls, I want to see more of this. This is a matchup I can't wait to see again. You could not find two more different teams. The Bulls are this offense-leaning team with all these ball handlers and scorers. The Raptors, basically the exact opposite of that. And Styles, of course, make fights. This was a fantastic game. I really hope this is a play-in matchup. I hope we see this, you know, maybe as a playoff series. Could it be a 4-5? Is that being too ambitious? Who's to say? Either way, Raptors, Bulls, appointment television going forward. As again, you could not find two teams with more disparate play styles. And it made for one hell of a matchup on Monday night in Toronto. The best performance. Hold up. 
The Boston Celtics trailed the previously undefeated Charlotte Hornets for most of the second half before storming back, forcing overtime, and eventually stealing away a win on an impressive team effort from Boston. Here's our Locked On Celtics host. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast. After a Boston Celtics win over the Charlotte Hornets, 140 to 129 in overtime. What a wild finish in this game. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown combining for 71 points. Tatum with 41, Jalen with 30. And the big play of the game is Tatum to Brown and Jalen going nuts, dunking on Miles Bridges. A huge highlight to punctuate a very important win to get the Celtics back to two and two. But there were so many storylines in this, it's hard to keep up. Obviously Tatum with the 41 points, but also eight assists, seven rebounds, and doing a lot of the dirty work on the other end. Jalen coming through after issues with his knee with that 30-point performance, and he also had nine rebounds. Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, Dennis Schroeder, Jabari Parker off the bench even had a cameo that was really important for the Boston Celtics. This is, again, a very big win to wrap up this road trip on a back-to-back the Celtics back at 500, a little bit of momentum heading into two games against the Washington Wizards, winnable games for the Boston Celtics. I'm going to be talking about it all on the Locked On Celtics podcast, so make sure you're subscribed and catch the show on YouTube. The Brooklyn Nets lost their first home game of the season, but bounced back strong against the Wizards. KD dropped 25 and the Nets led by 18 after three quarters. And Locked On Nets can tell you the rest of what you need to know from Barclays. All right, what's up, everybody? Doug Norrie locked on Nets here following a Nets win, 104-90 to over the Washington Wizards. Brooklyn pulls to 2-2 two and two on the season, coming on the second half of the back-to-back, following a tough loss on Sunday against the Hornets, but they pull it back together in a game they didn't play all that well in, but thankfully, Washington played even worse. Both teams struggled from the field. Brooklyn finally wins a turnover game, something that hasn't really been happening for them early in the season. And it's once again on the back of Kevin Durant. 25 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, looking in playoff form. All ready for Brooklyn right now. Even with some of the other players struggling here, James Harden struggles again from the field. 5 for 17. We're going to talk about the play of Durant and also the continued struggles for James Harden here early in the season. We'll be covering it all on the Locked On Nets podcast. Brooklyn pulls to 2-2 two and two on the season. Coming up, our Locked On NBA hosts help wrap up our look around last night's NBA action here on Locked On Now. Welcome back to Locked On Now. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now let's turn again to our Locked On NBA hosts for a recap of the rest of the action around the NBA on Monday. Let's go around the league. The defending champs proved to be too much for the Indiana Pacers on Monday. Giannis went off for Milwaukee, and Locked On Bucks is certainly happy to take the mic whenever that happens. What's up, everyone? Kane Pittman here from Locked On Bucks as Milwaukee improved for three and one on the season, and this was a pretty impressive win. They beat the Pacers one nineteen to one oh nine, and they were shorthanded. No Drew Holiday, no Brook Lopez, no Bobby Portis, no Dante DiVincenzo, no Shemi Ojale, no worries. Giannis, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Some of the passing was incredible. We're going to touch on that on the post-game show. Chris Middleton chipped in with 27-5-7. and 7. Grayson Allen 
a season high of 19 points. I think he's feeling pretty good about his decision to uh, come and play in Milwaukee or the fact he was traded to Milwaukee. He looks happy. He's in a good spot. But plenty of Giannis talk tonight. This was a pretty, pretty spectacular performance from the two-time MVP, finals MVP. So Frank is going to join me. We're going to wrap up this Bucks 119-109 win over the Indiana Pacers. So join us wherever you get your podcasts and now on YouTube. Despite the loss, Pacers fans still have something to be happy about from tonight's performance. At least that's what our Locked On Pacers host thinks. Tony East here with Locked On Pacers live at Gamebridge Fieldhouse where the Pacers just lost to the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks 109-119. to And the Pacers gave the champs all they could handle. This game was as close as five in the fourth quarter with the Pacers having all the momentum and the building rocking. But... The momentum shifted just enough for the Bucks to hang on and walk away with a 10-point win. Giannis was excellent for the Bucks: 30 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Pacers had no answers for him, and that was really the difference in this game because the Pacers had good performances for Malcolm Brogdon, who had 25 points, DeMontis Sabonis, the All-Star with 21 points, 13 rebounds, and 5 assists. Chris Duarte, the rookie, again, excellent with 18 points, but just couldn't keep up with Giannis and the Bucks. Chris Middleton also provided 27, so... No, the the Pacers, you know, the, the score doesn't look great, but they really played better uh, in this game than they have in some prior games. They had a good third quarter for the first time all season, but the Bucks just just have a better offense, and the Pacers had defense. They'll regroup. They've got the Raptors on Wednesday, and we'll break this all down on the Locked On Pacers podcast. Number one overall pick, Cade Cunningham, is still out for the Detroit Pistons, so he didn't get to learn from playing against the great Trey Young in Atlanta on Monday. That didn't stop Trey from putting up on a clinic for everyone else, though. Here's Locked On Hawks on the big win. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Rowland coming to you live here at State Farm Arena in the aftermath of an 18-point win for the Atlanta Hawks to improve to 2-1 on the season. Pretty breezy win overall for Atlanta. Trey Young dominant in the first half. John Collins and friends in the second half, including Collins with the moment of the night, a massive dunk over Kelly Olenek in the fourth quarter. But truly just the story of the Hawks being the better team in this game. Detroit not exactly at the top of their game right now with a couple guys out. Jeremy Grant, Kid Cunningham unavailable, and the Hawks are just better anyway. The Hawks weren't dominant in the first half. They didn't play an A-plus game all the way through this one, but really, really never challenged in the second half of this contest. It could have got even more out of control than it did. The 18-point margin is fitting on some level, but the Hawks were up by 20-plus at times in the fourth period. So a pretty breezy win overall, and the Hawks now can go hit the road for a three-game road trip beginning on Wednesday. They can do so in positive fashion after a frustrating loss on Saturday in Cleveland. So all in all, a positive night at the office for the Atlanta Hawks, and we'll have much, much more on this game and everything else with regard to Atlanta on the Lots on Hawks podcast. CJ McCollum wasn't able to carry Portland to a win with Damian Lillard shooting 0 for 8 from 3. Locked on Blazers gives us the breakdown of an ugly night for Portland from the field. Well, good vibes didn't last very long. After an impressive win on Saturday, the Blazers turn around and get absolutely throttled on Monday night at Staples Center. I'm Mike Richmond, host of Lockdown Blazers, and a 30-point loss to the Clippers puts just a bad taste in your mouth as a Trailblazers fan. Damian Lord continued his sh- slow shooting start to the season. Just he, he just hasn't gotten going at all. He's just made two threes in three games to start the year, shooting under 50% from the field. Yusuf Nurkic continues to have hands made of grease, and the only Blazer that's really getting going on offense is, is CJ McCollum. And on the other side of the ball, after a somewhat impressive showing against the Phoenix Suns, where they kind of showed a blueprint of how they can be a more competent defensive team, they were horrific against the Clippers. It didn't help that they turned the ball over 30 times. It didn't help that Luke Kennard got hot. 
but the Blazers couldn't get out of their own way, and once the Clippers got going, it ended quickly. Yikes. Make sure you listen to Lockdown Blazers for more. Jimmy Butler put on a show for the Miami crowd in an all-Florida battle with the Magic. Here's our Locked On Heat host with more. This is David Ramil of Locked On Heat. After a sluggish loss on Saturday, Miami bounced back with another blowout at home, a 107-90 victory over the Orlando Magic. The difference for the Heat was an energized Jimmy Butler after the recent loss. Butler told media he simply had to play better, and he responded convincingly, scoring 24 points on 11-13 of shooting in the first half. He finished the game with 36. Butler has looked dynamic to start the season, looking healthy after a long offseason break. And while Cal Lowry continues to be great in his first season in Miami, the Heat will only go as far as Butler can take him. Lowry has been impactful, even if his production isn't otherworldly. He had eight assists on Monday to go with just nine points, but he pushes the pace quickly, finds open shooters, and sets the offense up more effectively than any guard Miami has had in over a decade. While the win was a nice bounce back for the Heat, they'll need to have Lowry, Butler, and the rest of the roster play at their very best as they travel to Brooklyn on Wednesday for a highly anticipated matchup against the Nets. For a full recap of tonight's game, make sure to follow Locked on Heat. It was a loss, but it couldn't have been all bad for the Magic. It had six players in double figures for the game. Let's hear from Locked on Magic to find out what went wrong for Orlando. This is Philip Rossman, right? the host of Locked on Magic, here with my takeaways from the Orlando Magic's 107-90 loss to the Miami Heat. Look, Coming off a of back-to-back, having to play a physical Miami Heat team, this young team took their lumps. They turned the ball over 18 times. The Heat turned every single one of those into fast-break opportunities. The Heat were just a tied-together, more physical team throughout the course of the game. And this young Magic team just, frankly, probably isn't ready to play that kind of a team yet. Their level of execution offensively is not at that level. Still, there were plenty of bright spots for this young ma- for this young group as well. They, I think, matched the physicality the Heat had for much of the game. They were able to win the third quarter, stay in the game, get it down to six, and give themselves a real chance to win but at the end of the day Orlando just does not have the level of execution offensively to really compete with teams that are so locked in defensively Jimmy Butler is a star and he made star shots even against good defense in Orlando never really got discouraged until they kind of let go of the rope in the fourth quarter but eventually this team's gonna have to find a way to score and score consistently they're gonna have to learn how to protect the ball and they're gonna have to stop those transition opportunities the Orlando Magic again fall to the Miami Heat 107 to 90 they're back in action Wednesday against the Charlotte Hornets we'll have a lot more coming up on Locked On Magic. Cade Cunningham isn't the only number one pick that's out right now. Zion Williamson also isn't playing for the Pelicans, and it had showed early on for New Orleans, but not on Monday. The Pelicans picked up their first win of the season in Minnesota, and here's Locked on Pelicans. No Zion, no problem as Brandon Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas step up in the Pelicans' victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast and Locked On NBA. It took four games, but the Pelicans finally put it together Monday night in Minnesota. New additions Jonas Valanciunas and Devontae Graham had standout nights, with Valanciunas putting up 22 points and 23 rebounds. He was a monster everywhere tonight and constantly kept Carl Anthony Towns frustrated. Graham didn't have his three-point shot falling but broke out all sorts of craftiness, getting into the lane and finishing with a number of different floaters and at the rim, something he's not quite known for. He finished with 21 points on the night. And then there was Brandon Ingram, 27 points from him. And most importantly, he closed the game 
out. He was the go-to guy for New Orleans down the stretch to really keep this one out of range of Minnesota. A year ago, he may have folded in clutch situations, much like the team did, but he looked determined to deliver new head coach Willie Green his first victory. We'll have more on the Pelicans' first win of the season over at the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Meanwhile, the Timberwolves lost for the first time this year. Our Locked On Timberwolves host has more on what happened. Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves here, and that was ugly. The Timberwolves are now 2-1 and one after scoring less than 100 points for the second consecutive game. What was supposed to be a high-powered, high-flying offensive machine has not been that through the first three games of the season. Yes, the record's 2-1, and one, but this one against the Pelicans was ugly. Wolves were down by 11 at halftime. Carl Anthony Towns was in early foul trouble, and the Timberwolves got more concerned with complaining to the referees than they were with actually formulating something of a cohesive offensive plan. Anthony Edwards had zero first-half points but dropped 21 in an electrifying third quarter, got the Wolves to within four, high-flying dunks, deep three-pointers, step-back threes, Ant did it all in the third quarter. It was not enough. The Wolves were within four multiple times in the fourth quarter. But down the stretch, the half-court and transition offense are still not where they need to be for the Wolves. And Brandon Ingram stepped up for the New Orleans Pelicans. Jonas Valanciunas had a 20-20 game, 23 points, 24 rebounds against Towns and the Wolves. And despite some nice stat lines from Towns and Edwards, uh, it just wasn't enough. Offense is not there. We're going to talk all about it on the show here tonight. Make sure you're following and subscribe to Locked on Wolves for all things to that's a wrap for us here at Locked On Now NBA. Thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday morning. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and for more on the association and your team, make your second listen Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcasts. This has been Locked On Now. Locked On, your team, every day.